Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys. Mike and Tom are washing their mouths out with soap because the Everything Sequel podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to the Everything Sequel podcast. This is the Tremors edition. We are pitching sequels today. My name is Michael Schantz. I am from the How Dare You Awards. With me, of course, as always, your friend and mine, the badass Brit, Tom Stewart. Give it to me, Tom. I feel I was denied critical need-to-know information. <laughs> I thought we had to have at least one outing of that. Absolutely. It's the it's the line that, that uh, ties together the franchise, I think. Well, it sure as hell is going to be in my pitch a sequel. I could tell you that much. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, I might as well give away um, the fact that it is also in mine. <laughs> 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 so I'm very interested. I'm very, I am very. like the idea that we both built sequels around that line, which is seems to me to be what has happened. Um, I certainly have. I don't have. know if it's... <laughs> Really? I don't. <laughs> Clearly, you have. Yes. I don't know that my entire sequel is built upon it, mm. but it it is at play. Good, good, good to hear. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are pitching sequels to the Tremors series. If you've stuck with us this long, you got to be willing to hear our pitches. <laughs> <laughs> we've conservatively gone through about four months worth of Tremors films. Yeah. Uh, so. And and your reward is you, you get to hear about an entirely fictitious one. Yeah, you get to, you get to vote on, on which one of these fabulous fucking pitches you'd like to see made into a, uh, what is it, an eighth film. An eight, a part eight, yeah. And I think. Yeah, a seventh sequel. This is the most challenging one yet, I think. I agree. Um, I I had to ruminate on this for a while. Agreed, and I mean, and there were different incarnations. Like, mm-hmm. I had at least three, maybe even four, pitch ideas, yeah. and I was going to come to the table with at least two of them. And then I thought, you know what? No, like I have to. I really got to whittle down the things that I want in one more sequel. That's interesting. I had a similar process. However, I may have done less editing than you. <laughs> As always. As always. Um, <laughs> but th- this, the reason why I think this was so challenging is partly because, you know, Shrieker Island was 2020. Um, mm-hmm. So we're right up to date. It's such a strong entry in the series. Unlike yeah. other franchises we've pitched sequels for... The producers of these movies don't need our help. They know what they're doing. True. They're still making yeah. good movies. And also, Shrieker Island, if they wanted to stop there, would be a perfect movie to do that with. Well, and I, that's the other thing, is that I think that movie was built to end the series. Yes. That's how it feels. It does. Uh, because Bert's a goner, supposedly, by the end. Right. And what is this franchise without Michael Gross? Exactly. 
And I, I, Which was a, a really hard question for me to address in my pitch, by the way. Yeah, and and I had to I had to go an entirely different route. I had to take tremors out of the equation to do it. And and you mentioned uh, that this was a part eight, and we've never pitched a part eight before. So oh, my no, process no, no. was to look at what part eights look like in other big horror franchises. And in so I mean, there's not many of them, right? Right. So I, I, but got... but in the three in the three possibly biggest Friday horror the franchises 13th. made it to eight at least. Mm-hmm. In in Nightmare on Elm Street, it's Freddy versus Jason. Right. In um, Halloween, if you take out Halloween three, it's um, Halloween Resurrection. Resurrection, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in Friday the Thirteenth, it's uh, Jason takes Manhattan. Isn't it Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that w- th- those were the um, movies that I was drawing inspiration from when I wrote this uh, pitch. Did you watch all of them? No, I have or seen... Or were you going off a of memory? I have seen all of those movies fairly recently, and uh, let's face it, their formula is not a secret. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's great. So that, that's... All right. That's the basis. Of, that That's more the basis of my uh, pitch than uh, trying to kind of continue the, the, uh, the Tremors timeline. Well, fucking a hit me with it. Okay, I want it. <laughs> the the um, so the title of my pitch is, and I had to write this down. It's so complicated. Of course it is. <laughs> Are we switching numbers around? Do numbers stand for letters? <laughs> that might that might be a little bit of that. Yeah. All um, right then. Tremors eight, spelt A T E. Eight <laughs> colon graboids versus Godzilla's in Tokyo. Oh my shit! Semicolon resurrection. <laughs> so, oh shit! <laughs> this movie begins. I'm just going to refer to it as this movie. I'm not saying that title every time. I'm not even. No, please it would, don't. It, and it would take too long to even abbreviate it, so I'm not going to do that either. <laughs> um, we don't have the time, Tom. We don't have the time. It begins <laughs> as does Tremors Five Bloodlines. Great movie. Uh, as a reality show. The reality show is um, National Geographic's Locked Up Abroad, or. Whatever, whatever public domain equivalent this series can afford to manufacture. All right. And the episode is about uh, Jamie Kennedy's Travis mm-hmm. and his time in a Mexican prison, which we heard about in Shrieker Island. Shrieker Island, right. So we see, you know, what happened in that, that prison. The last thing we see is a talking head of Travis, played by Jamie Kennedy, Saying that, you know, no matter what I went through in this year, the worst thing was that I was away from my father when he died. Right. So then we then, you know, we 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 jump cut from the his talking head to him in the studio filming the interview. He's taking his mic off and then the producer of the show comes over to him with his um, 
with his iPhone and says, hey, I, I know you, you fought Graboids before. Have you seen this Japanese game show called Smash and Graboid? <laughs> Where, which is like a um, an extreme physical challenge great game show. It's like the floor is lava, but the floor is... Floor is lava? Yeah, I was just going to say. But the, but the floor is Graboids. So if you fail at anything, <laughs> you end up being eaten by a Graboid. And these Graboids have been bred in captivity from uh, eggs sold on the black market, again, that we've heard about in previous sequels. I'd also like a, a separate movie involving uh, the legal, the, the, the legalities well, of how that show got made. <laughs> don't worry, you are covered. Because when Travis when Travis sees the you know sees the YouTube clips of the of the show, he goes straight to Tokyo where this is being filmed, to warn the producers of the show. You might think you're on top of this. You might think this is a safe environment, but you are wrong. You've got to stop the show. And um, oh, see, I thought maybe it would be uh, to to make money doing the show. Well, yeah, but that would seem more in line with Travis's character. Mexican prison has changed him. He's a different man now. Ah, okay. Um, all right. As as does it all. As do, as it does with us all. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. So he so he goes straight to Tokyo. He just runs on. The, you know, he 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 bursts into the set, breaks in in the middle of filming, and he's talking to the director, saying, "You have to stop this now. You you really have to stop this." The the director doesn't speak English. He's like, "Oh, get the girl over who speaks English," and. Um, so we have like a like a half Japanese, half American um, female character who will become a love interest for Travis. Um, of course, I'm thinking uh, Maggie Q, maybe if we can get her, or Tia Carrera, um, if we can get her. And if you want to cast both, and find some way for them both to be this character, uh, you know, I'm open to that. Let's not close any doors right now. Um. But anyway, this is she, she's she's able, you know, he, he registers his complaint. She's like, look, we're, I'm under an NDA. I can't tell you about anything here, but let me assure you, this is safer than it looks. OK, it's like these people have signed a contract. They know what they're getting into. Everyone's happy with this. There's no problem here. And Travis is like, you know, I don't it's like I don't care that these people are essentially committing suicide. I care that the ramifications of this are going to be huge. You don't know what these monsters are capable of. Uh, by just letting them run run riot. Um, they can even kill Burt Gummer. Yeah. Which we didn't think was possible. <laughs> exactly. And he uses that uh, that line of dialogue. <laughs> um, so then, you know, she, he's like, he's like, let, let, let me, you know, let me take you out to dinner. I'll explain to you what these Graboids really are. They go out to dinner and she's like, look, I can't, you know, like, I, I could explain to you why this is safe, but I can't tell you because I'm under an NDA. A non, which you know is a non-disclosure agreement for those are not in the biz. Don't condescend to me, sir. I know. <laughs> well, what I know an NDA you know, is, but okay. But you know, <laughs> Mavis in Little Hampton doesn't maybe doesn't know, and she's a big fan of this show. Um, <laughs> the only probably. <laughs> so um, yeah. So, so don't alienate her. So they, <laughs> so they go to they go to dinner. She's like, and he's like, well. You know, no court in the land would convict you if you happen to scream it out during sex. Um, <laughs> you know, um, and so Travis is not Mexican prison hasn't entirely changed him. No, I was just yeah. 
So the next thing we see, they're in bed together. She is like, he's like, tell me, you know, uh, like tell me, and she and sh- she's about to burst out and say it, in 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 ecstasy. Earthquake caused by the graboids. Earthquake hits the, you know, causes a tsunami around uh, Okinawa. Godzillas that have laid dormant in the water for centuries appear, <laughs> and then more than one. Yeah. Go- oh yeah. Well. Uh, let me remind you, the title is Tremors 8, A-T-E, colon, Graboids versus Godzilla's in Tokyo, <laughs> semicolon, Resurrection. So I forgot the salient details. <laughs> it's all in the grammar. Um, <laughs> if you, so, so a lot of this movie is, you know, a, a prolonged battle between the Graboids and the Godzilla's. Um, and you know, thinking about Freddy versus Jason, it they're always when you have these two big monsters fighting each other, it's always kind of a draw in the end. You know, mm-hmm. it's like no one, no one can. You want, you know, if you're backing Team Graboid, you'll be happy. If you're grabbing Team, grabbing Team, uh, uh, backing Team Godzilla, you'll be happy. Um, but what happens in the middle of this is that Travis gets eaten by a Graboid. And oh no! Yeah, and he's gone. Like died. Say it isn't so. Died uh, like his father. So well, what you know, they're clearing up at the end, and Maggie Q stroke Tia Carrera um, is, uh, you know, she's sort of saying, "What happened to Travis?" And uh, one of the, you know, one of the cameramen says, "Oh, I've got it on film. He was eaten by a graboid." And she looks at the footage. She's like, "Get him to a hospital now!" And it's like, "But he's inside the graboid." It's like, "I don't care. Get him there." Turns out the thing she was trying to keep secret was that these graboids have been bred to incubate humans inside them. Yeah. So when they're swallowed, they're kept alive, and then the graboid is cut open and the human comes out. That's why no one. That's why these contestants are happy to go in there because they to the game because they know they're going to survive. They're just going to be in a graboid for a little bit of a, a little bit of time. <laughs> so they get Travis, they pull him out just in the nick of time. The the incubation period is ending. They pull him out with seconds to spare. Um, you know, they have a they have he and his love interest have a reconciliation and um <laughs> you know, she happens to mention in one of their conversations that he said, you know, how did you how did you genetically engineer graboids to do this? And she's like, oh, well, we figured it out. Um, we we sent uh, a few of them off to an island to do experiments on them and we bred them there. And he's like, what's the name of that island? You know, gets shaking up by the shoulders. What's the name of that island? And it's the island from Shrieker Island. Oh. So the next thing we see Travis in a speedboat heading to the island. He goes to his father's grave. The cub's cap is gone. He talks to the natives. The natives talk of the legend of the man cub. (laughs) Who, who, uh, you know, defends them against the graboids. But no one knows who he is. Who's this mysterious man? Um, And, you know, they say he appears at dawn on a mountain. So Travis does like 40 days, 40 nights, sleeping on the mountain, waiting, uh, you know, waiting every every dawn to see if what he hopes is his father is going to be there. And then on like the 41st day, he's about to leave. He looks up the silhouette of Burt Gummer appears over him 
Travis says, Where have you been all this time, Dad? And he turns around and says, That is critical, need to know information. Fade to black. <laughs> Done. <laughs> oh, that's a delight. So there you go. That's so I think that I think that ticks a lot of boxes. Sure. <laughs> How could it not? I think I think you know it would be to if I were actually pitching this it would be easier for the studio to just give me an application form and for me to just like <laughs> franchise tick but gamma back tick. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. So there you go. Well, I, and that's that's the biggest thing in the pitching of the sequel was this idea of do you stick with what the last movie did? Is Burt Gummer gone? Yeah. If you bring him back, how do you bring him back? Mm-hmm. And there are no easy answers based on how they <laughs> ended that movie. No, so, nor in the way well, that they, let me ask you this: you, that I ended mine. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: how how did Bert? Because it wasn't just that the that he got swallowed; it was that he got swallowed and then it fell down over a cliff and then exploded. Is there uh, an answer for that? That was a different graboid. Again, I'm thinking of the beginning of Halloween Resurrection, where it's revealed it's revealed that <laughs> that even though we saw Michael Myers beheaded in the previous movie that my Michael Myers kidnapped uh, an EMT cut out his tongue and put him in a Michael Myers mask and something similar is happening here it was just right. it was just a different graboid that blew up okay the real graboid survived and Bert was incubated inside him because he was one of those uh Japanese TV genetically engineered uh graboids obviously fantastic Obvious, <laughs> and that that that's what that's what I mean about taking inspiration from from these part eights. You know, I realize that there it just leaves so much on the cards if you think about those movies rather than Tremors, <laughs> which you know is fairly doesn't re, doesn't divert from plausibility as much as you might think, mm-hmm. especially not compared to other franchises that have gone on that long all right i'm a fan oh good but yeah let's see if people like this idea Uh more than that one (laughs) my sequel is called tremors Mm -hmm. also i abandoned numbers i like it so far because they abandoned numbers yeah they do cold day in hell Mm -hmm. Shrieker Island, Tremors, colon, Back to Perfection, Puck. comma, again. Ah, ah! <laughs> so, the idea I for me so is that <laughs> the Already. idea for me is we are back for Bert's funeral. Mm-hmm. And we are getting the band back together. So my original idea was I will stick with what they did at the end of Shrieker Island and I will keep Bert dead. 
which is daunting. Because mm-hmm. how do you have a Tremors movie without Burt Gummer? Two words, Reba McIntyre. <laughs> Reba McIntyre is back. <laughs> wow. Okay. As is Travis B. Welker, his mom, and Jimmy. Now, I also had a cold open idea in which Fred Ward, Kevin mm. Bacon, Kevin Bacon's wife, and Kevin Bacon's daughter are all there for the funeral as well. As fools ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the idea was that the cold open would be that they all get eaten. That's great. Yeah. Like those four people. Like the original um the original opening to Good the Bad and the Ugly. No, mm-hmm. the original opening to Once Upon a Time in the West was supposed to be uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I also had this idea of a kind of um Remember in Alien 3 when she's trying to convince them that something up, something wicked is a this way a coming, and somebody gets taken up through the vent, mm-hmm. and one of them, I don't know if it's Pete Possible Wade or not, but one of them says, "Fuck." <laughs> one one, one of those bold of northern men who are populate yeah. that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I have this idea that those four get eaten. Yeah. Fuck. I like it. I like it a lot. Cold open. Mm-hmm. Now, the only problem story-wise is now it's like, do you have to have funerals for them or, you know, but we'll, we're still there for Burt Gummer's funeral. <laughs> it's going to be like the the um, the Simpsons episode with the cat that keeps dying. Yeah. And we keep cutting <laughs> to cat funerals. <laughs> Well, so at Bert's funeral, they they discover that a letter was left by Bert to be read at his funeral. Yeah, yeah. Smart. So it starts with letting him know that he has left a great deal of silver, all of his money... (laughs) And his prize possession guns uh-huh. at the bottom of the bottom dollar mine. <laughs> right, yeah, okay. I see where perfection's coming back into this now. It's interesting. Right. But warns them that when he hit it, <laughs> that he was confronted by dirt dragons mm-hmm. and graboids mm-hmm. so that they must be careful. And he lets them know... Please understand, I am giving you the critical need-to-know information. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie is them trying to, you know, Reba wants one of the prize possession guns. Travis, of course, wants the money and the silver. I have this whole bit at the beginning in which... uh, you know, Travis B. Welker says, uh, announces, like, I'm his son at the funeral. Mm-hmm. And Reba McIntyre says, that's funny. I don't remember anybody leaving my vagina. Oh, that's good. To which he, wow, you got dialogue to which he already. introduces him to his mother. So Reba uh, finds out that that Bert had a, a tryst in Florida. Yeah. Which, of course, 
you know, she says, son of a, and she gets really mad. Mm-hmm. But then you have a competition between Travis and Jimmy because Travis is his son. And Jimmy keeps saying things like, I'm like a son mm-hmm. to him. <laughs> I kind of became his son. Yeah. So you have that competition and it's all they they all want to get Bert's stuff to sort of declare themselves as the true heir of Bert Gummer. Yeah. Now I started playing with the idea of how to get Bert in the movie. Mm. Holograms. <laughs> Bert set up holograms down in the mine to either help or hinder the people searching for his treasure. It's a real Curly's Gold kind of a movie. What I re- I really I'm really enjoying this. I like the way that that you're um you're turning him. Uh-oh, you froze on me. Uh you 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 essentially you yeah. Am I still frozen? No, you're back. I like that you've kind of turned Bert Gummer into Jimmy Durante from It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> Everyone's trying to get Bert's gold. Um, Bert's fortune. Uh, but what I really like about that is I was going to say, aren't you missing an opportunity for it to be a letter instead of a video? But then you hit me with holograms. <laughs> and I think that's great because the audience are going to be like, uh, well, if they didn't have a like a a DVD or a video of Bert saying all this, then Michael Gross is definitely not going to be in the movie, right? And then when the holograms come out, they will lose their shit, right? There will be people will be crapping themselves. I was going to say in the movie theater I, on their own couch. Well, I couldn't <laughs> decide between holograms or in our previous episodes. I had talked about sort of a serialized uh, explanation as to how he's alive. Yeah. You know, he gets he gets swallowed by the Graboid, but then you see that scene replay, and as the Graboid's going over the cliff, you see a knife come out of the belly, yeah. and he is swinging on an intestine into the jungle. <laughs> and then he fights Moriarty on the cliff and all sorts of things. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but I, so, I prefer what you... So I couldn't decide yeah. if... if if I save him in that manner and then bring him back to perfection mm. and people keep seeing him in the mines, but they, you know, they just think that uh, their grief and or their hysteria at, at being down in the mines for so long, being chased by dirt dragons and graboids mm. is making them crazy. That's great. Yeah, that element, that works too. So, uh, you know, it's hard for me to choose between those two things. But I kind of liked the idea of Burt Gummer as a as a hologram because it you know sort of speaks to the the Tupac yeah kind of thing you know it's it 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 definitely it speaks to you know the other aspect of Burt Gummer that brings in you know is how adept he is at, te- at using modern technology right um, so you've got the you know how do you resurrect. How do you resurrect, uh, you know, a dead celebrity, but, you know, in a way that is actually consistent with Burt Gummer as a, a, by what we know about him? So I, mm-hmm. I, I'm all over it. I love it. I don't think you should, I, I don't think you should bring him back for, from the dead. Very good then. All right. 
So what what happens? <laughs> Shenanigans that's, ensue. That's, that's the first ten minutes of the movie. No. <laughs> no, no. Um. Okay. That gets them to the mine, and the rest of the movie is them in the mine. Here's a, here's a big question: Is there really? Uh, is his fortune really there, or does he have a hidden agenda by sending them down to the mine? No, I imagine that that the treasure's really there. <laughs> okay, so so it's sort of like at some because point, at some point, like, someone's gonna be like, maybe this was all a way well, to. So get it to... speaks to it speaks to Bert in this way for me. It speaks to Bert in this way for me. Like he knows that Travis is gonna want money mm. and or silver. He knows his ex-wife is gonna want guns. Mm. He knows that Jimmy is going to want approval. Uh huh. So he sends them all down into the mine, but he's not gonna just give it to them. They have to work for it. That's the thing. So, he, <laughs> not, but not only is he them Jimmy for Jimmy, him, so he's... he gives them the critical need to know information. So he's not only Jimmy Durante, he's also uh, the wizard from The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> or that uncle, or that uncle from Brewster's Millions. <laughs> <laughs> However you spin it, it's the the perfect uh, way to reanimate uh, a dead character. But also the the advantage the advantage of this sequel is that you get one more movie with Michael Gross and then what you do after that becomes right. somebody else's problem. But you don't retcon mm-hmm. his death, which is yeah what everyone will be expecting you to do. Expecting. So that's why I went with Hologram, yeah. I mean, we've already... Well, I think we said this in the previous podcast that that our options are limited by the fact that he has already played his own ancestor in a prequel. Right. So we're we're, we're out of options. Because, you know, it was the other choice is to go full Curly's Gold and have a twin brother show up. Uh, Which was considered, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) I I think I think that should happen. But like by the time I I, (laughs) what would be absolutely delicious and again, wouldn't compromise your your hologram storyline is Mm -hmm. if when people hear about the the fortune a la it's a mad 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 world they all jump into speedboats and you know like car, yeah, cars right. and yeah. planes and then Bert Gummer's twin brother just turns up but nobody's there anymore it's like did I get the right time did I miss the funeral this is this is Bert Gummer's funeral right my brother this Bert this is Bert's funeral right and there was nobody's there to loved. see him <laughs> I think and then All right. I was going to say you could give Bert Gummer a fake nose, but that's heresy to say that because he has the best nose in cinema. He's got the best nose in the business. Come on. <laughs> that's how you know he's a gummer. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you tell us which one of these sequels do you want to see? We're going to let you vote. Do you have a title? Or just send us a message on uh, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, but we'll put out a poll for you. Yeah. Oh, you and, did have a title. Uh, send us an time. email if you'd like to everything sequel. What's that? 
You did have a title this time. Oh, there's a title. I know. I'm just so used yeah. to you not having titles. I forgot you had a really good one. I know. I I, I, I I don't know what my problem has been in the last few movies where I just wasn't giving thought to it, but I really wanted to come strong. Well, you're a title snob, I think. I'm willing to get in there and dirty with the the worst possible title for the project. Oh, yeah, just, you just most in, assuredly are. It's part of my process. Whereas with you, I think I think you start with the movie and then the title has to reflect that. With me, it, it's very much... If you saw this title, what would this movie be? <laughs> Your titles are a full description of the fucking movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well also, God. you know, to, speaking about, I've forgotten his name already, the, the video video sequel Hitchcock, who directed the last three or yeah. four of these. Don something something. <laughs> Michaels? Something like that. There's a Michael in there. Um, yeah. Well, that's what, like, something that's been rattling around my brain since we've been doing this is, and I'm probably never going to find out, let's face it. What the fuck is Kindergarten Cop 2 about? <laughs> Please tell me, yeah. I'm like, that title is just like, that should come with a question mark at the end. Kindergarten Cop 2? Don Michael Paul. Don Michael Paul, there right? we go. Well, yeah. hey, between us, we got, like, two-thirds of his name. <laughs> we got most of his name. <laughs> if we if we had a studio guest, we'd be able to say his name. All right. Mike Mike's checking his watch, so we're in we're uh No, I uh, Fred, Fred my, Willard for you can I have hundred and four steps to go <laughs> for two hundred and fifty steps. That's it. It buzzed on me. Could could But we do need to go. We're we're running long. So could the Burt's Gumma hologram come out of someone's watch at some point I don't know That's you mean like take... he planned it he gave them a watch that had capabilities they were unaware of yeah. no okay. I don't like it alright I like little boxes in the in the mine where he just shows up surprising everybody helping them out moonwalking moonwalking <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the pitching of a sequel for the Tremors series. You let us know which one you like best. We'll put a poll out in the field. It's going to be tough. We will. For Tom Stewart from Lonesome Whistle Productions, Uh, I'm Mike Schatz from the How Dare You Awards. We'll see you next time. I'm completely out of ammo. That's never happened before. I like to think I know something about beer, but nowadays even I get overwhelmed when confronted by the exhaustive selection of craft beers they have at bars, breweries, and even grocery stores. Back in the day you had one, maybe two craft beers to choose from, and if you were confused, you ordered a Guinness. But in beer stations like San Diego, the craft beer options lately are in double, sometimes even triple, digits. So what's a beer drinker to do? You need what I need, the Vegas Beer Guys. Your beer of choice should be a perfect blend of malt and hops. And so a live show about beer needs that same balance. And the Vegas Beer Guys matches beer expert Dan Aker with self-proclaimed beer novice Stephen J. Weiss. The results are eminently drinkable.
They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They'll try new beers. They'll tell you about beers. Think of them as your beer sherpas guiding you up a foamy-headed mountain to reach the peak of your pint. God, I need a beer.